Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now you've found it. This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now. Good evening, everyone, uh, and welcome to Ask the Trucker Live. Let me just check and make sure my mic is on. Yeah, it's on. And this is Blog Talk Radio. Tonight's show is Tax Reform and the American Trucker. And as everyone knows, tonight's our Saturday evening trucking issues show. And uh, unfortunately, I'm filling in for Alan Smith tonight. Um, I'm Donna Smith, and since the show is called Ask the Trucker Live, I have with me tonight a 10-year veteran in trucking, um, president of the trade group Real Women in Trucking. This veteran driver's recently been featured as a QuickBook success story and their commercial feature, and also the presenter of the second annual Truck Driver Lady Cruise, and if that's not enough, uh, Desiree Wood has also been on an advocate for trucking issues for uh, 10 years or more and for nine years for more safe truck parking and is the respective active role of the National Coalition for Truck Parking. And guess what? She drives, too. Wow. Okay. So uh, I welcome and thank Desiree uh, Wood for co-hosting tonight on such short notice. I really appreciate appreciate it, Desiree. Uh, Alan was called away for a job this morning. Uh, We were hoping he'd be back in time, but he's not going to be back till later tonight. I'm hoping he'll be back before the show ends. So let me welcome my co-host first of all, Desiree. You there? Yes. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. (laughs) That is really nice of you to say. Um, well, it's all true. I could have not done anything, though, without you and Alan. So thank you, because if it wasn't for you guys answering my desperate email, um, uh, no, none of this could have happened. So thank you for listening and and responding to so many people over the years that were seeking help. Oh, well, I'm just so happy to have you on, and we make a great team. We've been friends, all of us, for uh, for quite a while now, and we work great together. Um, so, anyway, yeah. we have a great show tonight. Tonight, and, and I'm going to tell everybody, um, I'm looking at the lines. I mean, this switchboard is, holy cow, it is full. And thank you all for tuning in tonight, and you won't be disappointed because the information we're going to have tonight is uh, is going to be wonderful. And tonight we're going to focus on clearing up a lot of confusion and answering a lot of questions about the new tax reform bill. 
And uh, some of those questions include per diem, standard tax deductions, what you can and cannot claim as a deduction. Also, a lot of owner-operators out there, um, they want to know, can they take advantage of this pass-through, allowing them to um, take advantage of the tax cut bill's 20% deduction on net business profits. Uh, But... They need to know what entity they need to be set up as in order to take advantage of these profits. So uh, with us tonight to answer these questions and more is our expert and special guest, Dennis Bridges. Dennis is a CPA, best-selling author, executive director of eTrucker Tax, which is based in Atlanta. Uh, They assist company drivers, owner-operators, fleet owners throughout the United States in their income taxes as well as minor or severe IRS problems. Uh, Mr. Bridges has been in practice for over 30 years and for the past 25 years has specialized in assisting transportation professionals. He's written numerous articles uh, providing guidance to truckers and fleet owners on how to legally minimize their tax bill each year. And if that's not enough, he's also spoken at GATS and uh, MATS and numerous other trucking events throughout the U.S. Finally, Dennis is also the author of three books, On Level Ground with the IRS, The Trucker's uh, Tax Relief Toolkit, and What to Do When the IRS Comes Calling. Uh, which last year, by the way, uh, became a number one bestseller on Amazon. Um, That was in the category of business books. So stay with us, everyone. Dennis will be taking questions, so mark down the call-in number. Uh, If if you're listening on the Internet and you want to call in with a question, it's 347-826-9170, and you have to click 1 on your keypad after you dial in, And it notifies us that you want to be on the show. And the same thing for all our listeners who have called in and are listening online um, uh, on the phone lines. Uh, If you want to be a part of the show, if you have a question, just click one on your keypad and uh, you'll show up. And we hold on. We have a ton of listeners here right now. So thank you so much. Okay, well, uh, we're going to go to a short commercial uh, from one of our very trusted sponsors for years, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web 
at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at askthetrucker.com. Now, back to the show. everyone. Tonight's show is Tax Reform and the American Trucker. I'm Donna Smith, filling in for Alan Smith uh, with my uh, co-host and friend, Desiree Wood, president of the trade group Real Women in Trucking. So let's bring on our uh, guest tonight. Um, everybody's waiting, and we're f- the lines are full. Uh, so uh, if you do want to call in, uh, you could try to get in 347-826-9170. And if you're on the line right now and you have a question, uh, when you're ready, just click one on your keypad. But right now I'm going to bring in uh, Dennis Bridges of eTrucker Tax. And a good evening, Dennis. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you? I'm doing very well, Donna and Desiree. It's great to join you guys. Uh, I've had a wonderful day. I've been uh, celebrating my grandson's second birthday today, so I couldn't have had more fun today. Oh, uh, yeah, right. I, I, I got that email. Congratulations on the second birthday. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, well, we've got so much to uh, to go over tonight. Uh, sometimes you wonder where do you start, but anyway, the the new tax reform bill, you know, it's caused a lot of mixed emotions and frankly Absolutely. all, all all, most people are very optimistic um, that the results are, are, are be better for them. But I think the biggest issue, Dennis, is they're not really sure how to make them better. I mean, sure. it's like it's, you have to do it the right way in order to, to take a, uh, advantage of all this. And, you know, it's not going to happen to you. You know, you actually get into the numbers. So um, that, that, That's true. I just, I guess, where should we start? The, let's talk about the the new double standard uh, deductions. Uh, single taxpayers went from sixty three fifty to twelve thousand. Married went from twelve seven to twenty four thousand. Right. And uh, well, you know, we got to explain who's going to benefit uh, and who's not. Um, you sent over this great um, PDF. And I wish everybody could see it. That's the advantage of being on a, a webinar. Um, right. We did, yeah, because I can see it and you can see it. We posted it on Facebook on Alan's page so people could bring it up and look at it. But it does give examples of, you know, single and 217 versus 218, what the difference is. And then we're going to we'll get into per diem, which is a whole other thing. But um, where would you like to start tonight? Uh, maybe that's the way uh, we should go. If it's, if it's okay, if I could give just a little intro, uh, Donna and Desiree. Basically, you asked the question a few minutes ago, who's going to uh, benefit from this? And, and uh, that comes with it sort of the question, who, you know, who are going to be the losers, if any? 
And one thing mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and start off by saying is that it's entirely possible for for the huge majority of people to benefit. Uh, mm-hmm. There are different uh, tax situations going on separately for both company drivers as well as for owner operators, and I want to have a chance to touch on both of those. But but one of the things that that I want everyone uh, that's listening, whether they be a company driver or an owner operator or a fleet owner, uh, or maybe they are uh, they have another type of business that's trucking related. You know, maybe they're a uh, dispatcher or what have you. Um, there there are going to be some opportunities for everybody. And for example, uh, one of the things that's sort of a, a cornerstone of the, the changes in the tax law is the uh, reduction in tax rates really across the board. Uh, and one of the things that, uh, that we've done here in the office uh, uh, recently is we've, we've taken several examples and we've seen uh, several situations where even company drivers that will no longer be able to itemize their uh, uh, things like uh, per diem and permits and their other road expenses, what we call employee business expenses, uh, even though they'll no longer be able to use those, they will still have the benefit of those substantially higher standard deductions. And one of the things that we see happening, uh, Donna and Desiree, is that it's entirely possible that that uh, even most company drivers will will benefit, especially. Uh, if you're a married filing joint uh, situation, the the standard deduction for a married filing uh, married couple filing jointly is twenty four thousand dollars, and that is a lot of money. Uh, and of course, we're we're you've already mentioned the uh, uh, examples that we put together, the scenarios. And whenever you uh, take, if you're a company driver. Uh, and if you have a total compensation of throughout the year of forty-five thousand, and you reduce that by a standard deduction of twenty-four thousand, that reduces your taxable income down to a very uh, comfortable twenty-one thousand. And of course, that's the key number that you're going to pay the tax on. And so, so there's there's something here for everybody, whether it's company drivers or owner operators. And you you hit the nail on the head, Donna. The key is knowing how to use the new law to your advantage, and that's what we're all about. We, we want to be able to educate both company drivers as well as owner-operators and even fleet owners. Uh, so, so we want to answer as many questions as we can, and uh, uh, we, uh, I, I know there's a limit to how many callers we can talk with tonight, but we want to invite everyone that's not able to call in and have their questions answer to be able to, to call us in the days and weeks ahead. We, we want to help as many people as we can. Well, we've got a couple of callers with their um, hands up right now. Um, maybe before um, we start with the, with the phone lines, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say um, a statement, and you'll know where I'm going with this. But anyway, um, just say if this is true or false. Um, okay. Sole proprietorships, partnerships, limited liability companies, and S-corporations are not in themselves subject to federal taxation the way traditional corporations are. Instead, the income earned from these operations is passed through on the owner's personal income tax filing. 
Is that true or false? Well, it, what you said is partially true. Um, the income from a sole proprietorship or a single owner LLC is taxed uh, to the to the individual, uh, and it's normally taxed on what's called Schedule C on the individual's tax return, and it's taxed for both self-employment tax as well as uh, federal income tax. Um, the the pass-through entities that you're referring to, those are specifically uh, Subchapter S corporations as well as partnerships. Those are the only two pass-through entities uh, that are used for business. There are other pass-through entities like trusts and estates where where that income can be passed through, uh, and and it's uh, passed through uh, on on a form that's called a K-1. For example, if if you are a uh, shareholder or a partner in either a sub-S corporation or a partnership, then you should receive what's called a K-1 form at the, end of, at the end of the year, and that income or loss will be reported on your individual tax return. So, so basically, just a minute ago, you listed out pretty much all of the, all of the entities that there are, sole proprietorships, LLCs, um, uh, partnerships, and S corporations. And the S corporations and partnerships are the only pass-through entities. Now, the, the new law actually says that uh, uh, even sole proprietorships and, and LLCs will have the benefit of uh, this 20% um, uh, tax-free income uh, thing. But, but uh, one of the things that, that we have been sort of a proponent of literally for years is that the the safer and the more advantageous uh, entity to use is an S corporation or a partnership sometimes, uh, rather than uh, simply using a sole proprietorship. Uh, if if a um, if a business elects to be taxed as an S corporation, then they're going to have the benefit of the IRS allowing more liberality, if you will in terms of deducting a, a broader range of trucking types of, of expenses. Uh, and uh, on top of that, uh, uh, you and I had mentioned earlier in the week the fact that even the IRS says that if you're a subchapter S corporation, you have just reduced your audit chances by 75%, which is uh, a fun thing to know. Uh, I'm sure, uh, uh, you know, I know I would love to reduce my audit chances by 75%. Uh, and and uh, again, those are the IRS's own numbers. That's not me saying that. Those are their their own statistics that they release. So so a, again, if if we're talking solely about pass through entities, it's limited to um, uh, S corporations and partnerships. And and uh, again, as I said a moment ago, even though it appears that the IRS is going to allow even sole proprietorships to take advantage of this 20 percent. Um, uh, uh, reduction in, in income, the, the better and the safer entity to use for that is um, the, the S corporation. Okay, so, so I, I, I want to ask oh, go a ahead, question. Desiree. Um, so if uh, uh, oh, the owner, what we're talking about is owner operators who are exactly. filed as a sole proprietor and um, uh, an LLC. 
um, if they, uh, what, what do you recommend um, for them to be filed as if they're doing one or the other? And if they are um, an LLC and have not filed the S Corp uh, form, what is that form and how difficult is it for them? And do you do that? Um, let me let me see if I can hit all of those questions because those are all very good questions, and and if I can if I can sort of summarize the question, basically it's um, if you are an LLC already, you know what can you do to become uh, taxed as a sub S corporation, and uh, the answer is that uh, uh, there is uh, actually two forms. Normally the IRS uh, uh, will. Uh, let us do this with just one form, which is called a form 2553. Um, and we've we've worked with the entity unit of, of the Internal Revenue Service literally for years. We've been fortunate to develop very uh, comfortable relationships with several individuals in the entity office, and they've been uh, uh, they've been very very helpful to us, and they've been very pleasant uh, to work with. And so the the answer to the question is. Uh, yes, there is a little bit of effort and time that goes into uh, converting an LLC uh, into uh, being taxed as a sub-S corporation, but yes, it is something that we do, and it's something that we're uh, glad to help any of your callers with. Uh, one, one thing that, that, uh, that we're actually able to do several times or, or many times is actually have uh, if, if someone uh, contacts us, let's say uh, halfway through 2017, and they say, "I want to, you know, convert my LLC to an S corporation," then in most cases, we're actually able to have that conversion backdated to the beginning of the year, so that you're able to use uh, the S corp treatment or the S corp election, as we call it, for the entire year, rather than having to split it um, half um, as uh, an LLC and half as uh, an S corporation. So, so that's one advantage of, of performing the, the conversion. We've even had conversions take place in November and December and still have it backdated to the beginning of the year. And so, okay. uh, again, that's just one of the, the ways of taking advantage of the, of the many advantages of an S corporation. Okay, but just Thank to repeat, in, in order to take advantage of this 20%, uh, on business profits, known as the pass-through. Um, it is for a sole proprietor also, is that correct, or just the partnerships mm -hmm. in S-Corporation? It, it appears that Congress is going to make it available to sole proprietorships, uh, uh, again, just based on my recent readings, uh, and and most of most of the the uh, documentation that we've been reading specifically says pass through entities, which the only the only two of those that there are are the sole excuse me the S corporation and the the partnership. Uh, it appears now that uh, the Treasury Department is going to go ahead and say, okay, even if you're a sole proprietorship, we're going to allow you to do this. And is that something that's coming, or is that, you know, have they established that now, or is it actually in the law right now? It's definitely in the law right now for pass-through entities, and uh, it basically what happens with the law 
uh, okay, the, the, the changes have been made to the Internal Revenue Code, and now what's taking place with the law is the Treasury Department is writing what are called regulations. And it's those regulations, uh, Donna, that interpret the law. So, so it appears that those regulations are going to allow um, sole proprietorships and, and LLCs to take advantage of the 20% uh, reduction in uh, qualified business income uh, as well, in addition to those pass-through entities. Okay. So, so, okay. So, again, it, it appears that that's the case, but still there's the question of, okay, does it does it still make sense to continue as a sole proprietorship? Um, if, if your only question is, okay, can can a sole proprietorship take advantage of the twenty percent reduction? Then, if that's the only if that's if that's the only thing you're concerned about, then the answer is, well, yes, just continue as a sole proprietorship. Uh, we look at the bigger picture with our clients and with the people that call us. Uh, because you can't you can't just say okay a sole proprietorship is all, always better or an, even an S corporation is always better. I will say that probably uh, in at least eighty percent of the cases that uh, where truck drivers and uh, fleet owners contact us, or I should say owner operators and, and fleet owners contact us. Uh, I would I would say that 80 to 85 percent of those cases are benefited better by being an S corporation, um, and and uh, I, I don't want to get overly technical here, but one of the advantages that I didn't even mention about uh, S corporations a few minutes ago is the fact that with an S corporation you have the opportunity to reduce the amount of your compensation that you want to have taxed for. Uh, Social Security or what's called self-employment tax purposes. Uh, if you're a, if you're a sole proprietorship and your net income is fifty thousand dollars, then that entire fifty thousand dollars is going to be taxed for self-employment tax purposes, and the self-employment tax rate is right at fifteen percent. So, if you have a sole proprietorship, then you're going to pay fifteen uh, percent or roughly. $7,500 in self-employment tax alone. That's that's not even touching federal income tax. Uh, now, let's say that you were to convert that same entity to a sub-S corporation and you have that same $50,000 uh, of income, you have the prerogative to say, well, okay, I only want to have, say, half of that uh, taxed for self-employment tax purposes. Uh, and so, if you if you do that, then you you've just reduced your self-employment tax bill by half of seventy five hundred, which is uh, three thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. And that's a savings that you can enjoy year after year after year. And, and of course, uh, one thing I want to make clear: that's not a requirement. That's that's an, an election or an opportunity that you have to do. Uh, so so if you happen to believe. If, if you're a younger driver, if you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s, uh, and you happen to believe that the Social Security system is not going to be around when you reach 65, and you want to to do your plan for your own retirement savings, 
then it would probably make very, very good sense for you to say, okay, well, I don't, I don't want to have any more money going towards uh, self-employment tax or Social Security than absolutely necessary. So, so those are, those are some of the questions that we help our clients and and even non-clients with all over the country whenever they call us. It, it it's not always black and white. It, it it depends number one on your situation and number two, what are you trying to accomplish? Well, I have a question mm-hmm. about that. So, if you can choose okay. what you want, um, I mean, can you go less than half? Of the fifty thousand, you know, how low can you go? Well, and that, I am so glad you asked that question because we have that question come up uh, with some of our clients, and and you know, whenever I'm speaking somewhere, and the answer to the question is the reason I use fifty percent is that there are actually court cases that support using fifty percent. Um, you know, uh, so. So if you use 50%, you are, uh, I'm going to say you're safe, so to speak. And now let me let me change it a little bit. We even have some of our own clients that uh, say to themselves or say to us, well, I'm fine with rolling the dice. Let's don't tax any of it for self-employment tax. And if that's what they ask, you know, then, then that's what we'll do on their return. So in that case, uh, none of it's going to be taxed for self-employment tax purposes. So let's uh, let's put that scenario into the example that I used a minute ago. Um, if you have an S corporation and your income is fifty thousand, and if you're our client and you tell me you don't want to have any of it taxed for self-employment tax purposes, then you've just saved that entire seven thousand five hundred dollars. And again, that's not just one year; that's year after year after year. And of course, it, it goes up and down, you know, depending on what your net income is. But, but yes, that's that's a question we run into uh, fairly often. And, okay. and but, uh, you know, but the the sole proprietor ahead, though they they have to claim it 100 percent all the time. You're absolutely correct. If you're a sole they proprietor, take, they want to take the money right off the top, like before anything. Isn't that right? Um, say that again. I'm sorry. Uh, they, uh, when you're a sole proprietor, don't they want their money right off the top? Like absolutely, you are exactly correct. And so, you, if you're a sole proprietor, you don't have any option to reduce your tax, or uh, particularly your self-employment tax. Basically, the only way to reduce uh, your your self-employment tax and your federal income tax is by coming up with additional deductions. Which you know, if I can put in a shameless plug here, that's that's the biggest part of the fun that we have here in our office, is putting on our detective hats and finding overlooked deductions. So, so it's not as if you're you're lost if if you uh, you know if you're in a sole proprietorship. Uh, basically, what what we want to do with with everybody that's in trucking throughout the country is show them how to legally uh, reduce their tax bill regardless of what entity they're, they're using. And uh, one of the things we do, we, we had talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, several years ago, we created our very own trucker checklist that, uh, that we send to truckers. And I think your listeners have the opportunity to, to get a copy um, of, of, uh, of the, the checklist. 
And we have people tell us all the time, just having that checklist to to complete gives them, you know, savings of three or four or five, you know, just several hundred dollars just because they discover expenses that either they had overlooked or they had forgotten about or their previous preparer, you know, didn't know about or, or didn't tell them about or whatever. So, so our goal and our mission is to help and support uh, drivers throughout the country, again, whether they are company drivers, owner operators, or fleet owners. And, and that's, our, that's our mission of, of, of our entire team here in Atlanta. Okay, great. Hey, are you ready to take a caller, Dennis? I would love to. Okay. Area code 307. You're live with Dennis. Hey, uh, who do we have? Dennis, my name's Tom. Uh, Tom? Hey, Tom. Tom? My name is Tom. Yes. Hi, Tom. Go ahead, Hello. Tom. Um, I was. I got a. I. I'm a sole proprietorship, um, uh, and I know all about the the tax on the dividends in the old plan at eight percent, and the IRS with it thirty two thousand for a reasonable wage and everything like that. The uh, problem is I'm kind of stuck being a sole proprietorship where I'm at unless I. I I have to quit and then reapply with the carrier I'm with. And, and there's a, you know, I, I don't want to go through all that. It could be quite difficult. Uh, my question is, is the way I kind of figure it, we still get to claim, if the sole proprietorships are still able to uh, claim the per diem as a trucking expense, it, this is going to be a huge tax break for me. But uh, the pass through, uh, that's, it, let's just stick with our $50,000 number. Me being a sole proprietorship, and I don't mind paying into Social Security. I mean, I don't really have – this is trucking. Uh, one day you're shelling out thousands, and the next day you're making thousands. <laughs> so right. I don't really have a retirement plan. My question sure. is if they give us the pass-through and we get the per diem and we get the $12,000 standard deduction for a single, is there really, I mean, if I'm not going to make over to the 73 for that, that tax bracket, is there? Is it really advantageous uh, for me for a bigger tax savings um, to go to an S-Corp? Well, we, uh, we have numerous cases, and, and you, we can even go to the example um, that I was talking about a minute ago, if, if you look at nothing more than the uh, self-employment tax settings that you would incur. Now, l let me hit on sort of a key point of your situation that we come into contact with uh, probably once a week is a situation where uh, someone has a sole proprietorship and their carrier has told them, hold it, hold the phone if you uh, create a new entity uh, then you're going to have to start all over again with new registration and new numbers and all that kind of thing, and I totally get that. So, so one thing that that I would say makes sense for your situation, Tom, is uh, uh, to to remember that number one, you're gonna you're still in in the situation where you're going to be able to deduct everything. So, so you're you're going to get the higher standard deduction, and you still get to deduct everything. And again, the part that we would play is doing whatever we possibly can uh, if you're going to be staying with a sole proprietorship 
to simply come up with those additional overlooked deductions as much as possible. And of course, you know, we can't make any promises. It depends upon your situation. Um, in, in some cases, we find uh, several hundred dollars of additional deductions. In some cases, we find several thousand dollars in, in additional deductions. In some cases, it's even more than that, but, but each, each situation is different. And again, like I said, the fun for us is in uh, helping you find additional deductions that either uh, were, were overlooked by yourself or overlooked by your previous uh, preparer or what have you. And, and that's, that's a little bit the advantage that we have of having uh, had the opportunity to deal with uh, truckers throughout the country for, for literally 25 years, uh, both, both company drivers as well as owner operators. So, so I, I get where you're coming from in terms of the quandary that you have where, where you might would like to consider uh, looking at, at an S corporation. And, and so it, it does, in, in your particular situation, Tom, it ends up being a situation of, okay, yes, I, I see these advantages and do I really want to go through the headache of starting over with all the new registration and so forth? Uh, yeah, and, you know, my question is, is like before you had to make $147,000 uh, basically if you stuck with the rules of uh, reasonable income and everything like that, the, the, corporate, the old corporate tax rate, you had to make like $147,000 before you saved a penny. Um, my question is, if I get the $12,000 standard deduction, roughly $15,000 per diem deduction, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, off my personal income after all all business deductions, um, uh, I don't know how the 22% will play in there, but uh, it, if I get the 12 and 15 for per diem, it's going to be a huge boon. You know, it's uh, it's going to cut my, my tax, but I... I after that being said, I don't have to pay the self-employment tax. I only pay what's left after the deductions. Correct? Well, if if you are a uh, if you're a sole proprietorship, then you are going to pay self-employment tax on whatever your net income is. Um, it, un, un, unless I missed your question, I'm sorry. Uh, so, is is the net income on the self-employment tax figured before? Uh, the the standard deduction and my per diem deduction or after? Um, that is a very good question. Uh, let's say you're a sole proprietorship. Uh, uh, you, you're you're going to get all of your deductions, including the per diem deduction, in arriving at your business net income. And that's the figure, Tom, that your self-employment tax is going to be computed on. Now, after... After that, then that net income figure is going to uh, be reduced further uh, by, uh, if, if you're a single individual, it would be reduced by uh, your standard deduction of uh, $12,000. Uh, and then on, uh, after, after that takes place, uh, after that takes place, then that would become what's called your taxable income. And then that's what your actual federal income tax would be computed on. So, so yes, that is a very good question. Um, for for any uh, business, any driver uh, that's an owner operator, uh, that's a sole proprietorship, the self-employment tax is computed not on your gross; it, it's computed on your net income. 
after all of your trucking expenses, including the deduction of your per diem. And, and of course, as you know, that's obviously based on you know your number of days on the road. So the more days on the road you have, the lower your net income is going to be. So that means the lower your self-employment tax is going to be, and also the lower your federal income tax is going to be. So so therein lies you know the the fun and the secret to coming up with as many legitimate you know, ethical deductions as as possible. All right, thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Tom. Thanks, Tom. Okay, um, I think I had her hand. I think I know this caller. Um, I'm going to open the line. Good evening. Uh, was your hand up earlier? Area code eight seven zero. Hello. Hello, oh, area code. Area code. Okay, <laughs> area code eight zero. Yes, is yes, this ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I thought I saw your hand up earlier, and then it went down. And usually that happens if you drop off. Did you have a question? If not, <laughs> I, you know, it's just great that you're listening. No, I'm just here to help. So go on to to the to next call. Okay, I, I have That's questions, right. but I, you know, I'm not an owner operator, so just you know, I'm just here to help, honey. Sorry. Okay. All right. Thanks, Idella. Okay. Um, now, usually this happens uh, it's in the middle of the show. I get a bunch of people jump online, and usually it happens at 7, but it just happened again. So um, I think the lines are almost full. But I, uh, the, for everybody who, who just jumped on, if you want to be a part of the show, please press 1 on your keypad. And what that does is it notifies us that you do have a question or a comment. And, uh, okay, there they go. Here go the hands. Oh, yep. All right, you got a lot of questions, Dennis. You ready? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm ready. <laughs> and for everybody who's listening on the Internet, if you want to call in with a question, dial in 347 826 9170 and again press 1 on your keypad. Okay, um I'm going to open the line to area code uh 512. Area code 512. Welcome to Ask the Trucker Live. Hi Donna, this is Pat Hockaday, Jojo. Hey Pat. I want to work out with Tom. Oh, I'm doing great. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tom we got down to the taxable income number, or that point in the series of deductions. You taxable income is after. Well, Tom, the caller that just called in. Oh, Tom. Okay. okay. Yeah. So Dennis was explaining that we get down to the taxable income. That's the point. That's the 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 the, the, the uh, amount that you pay income tax on. So my question is. Is it at the taxable income level that the 20% pass-through takes effect? So we've already deducted our per diem. We've already deducted our 12,000 standard, you know, deduction. After those two deductions, is that when the 20% kicks in? Yes. Or where does? Thank you for okay, asking good. that question. So, so, and, and I'm I'm glad you asked that question. Um, and and let me go through the process again. Okay. Uh, obviously, first, there's your gross income 
less all of your trucking deductions, including your per diem, of course, that that gives that arrives at your net business income, and that's the figure on which uh, self-employment tax is computed. So uh, again, using the example that we sort of plugged into into here, uh, if if that in, net income figure just happens to be fifty thousand dollars, then your your uh, self-employment tax will be somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy five hundred dollars, um, which that's the the uh, self-employment tax rate. And then after that, uh, unless you itemize your deductions, you're going to get uh, either the uh, the single uh, standard deduction, which is $12,000, or the married filing jointly standard deduction, which is $24,000. And then uh, after that, that should be the point at which the 20% takes takes place. Um, and so, so whatever that number is, it would be reduced roughly by 20%. Uh, and if, if I can, if I can sort of go down a little bit of a dirt road here for just a moment, Congress has specifically made that sort of a, a difficult computation. It's not simply taking 20% off of your income. It's going to uh, uh, have a couple of add-ins and a couple of deductions and so forth. But generally speaking, it's it's 20%. And the reason they did that is specifically to pe keep people from doing what they call gaming the system. You know, just basically taking 20% off. And so. Uh, still, roughly, the deduction is 20%. So it will be that final number that has been reduced by the 20% that that your tax will be figured on. So, so yes, you're absolutely right. Okay. Now, forming an S corp, what requirements yes. are involved there? I've I've always heard that you've got to set up a payroll, and there's obviously there's there's expenses that are incurred annual expenses that are incurred when you uh, run an S-Corp. So, you know, things like uh, having a payroll, this, that, and the other. So obviously there must be an optimal, op optimal number that you want to exceed before you consider the S-Corp so that you can uh, benefit from any gains. Sure. And, and uh, again, part of the benefits that you have to, to uh, take a look at uh, one is the uh, reduction uh, of at least half, if not more, of your self-employment tax, which again, that's you know, uh, again using our particular example here, thirty-seven fifty per year. Uh, there are additional uh, expenses that are deductible to a, cor a corporation, whether it's a regular corporation or an S corporation, that are not even deductible to um, uh, a sole proprietorship. Uh, but but you're absolutely right. There there are some expenses and a little bit of time involved in it. And honestly, it's nowhere near the red tape or the paperwork that it used to be many many years ago. And the reason for that, the reason for that is that most states have become very very friendly uh, to the formation of corporations simply for the purpose of attracting business to their state. Uh, they, they finally scratched their head and said, hold it here, we're running off people with all this red tape and all of these uh, have to do things. Um, now you mentioned specifically payroll. Um, basically there are two different ways to, to show compensation coming out of uh, an S corporation. One is if you want to go to 
um, a, a company like ADP or Paychex or whatever and have them uh, run your payroll for you, and they could actually give you, you know, uh, paychecks, you know, with all your withholding and so forth, so that you get down to the end of the year, and hopefully, uh, hopefully you had enough paid in, or maybe even be do a refund. Uh, what what some people are still doing is simply uh, uh, having uh, whatever whatever amount they want uh, to be taxed for self-employment tax. They're simply taking that as a deduction on their um, S-Corporation tax return and moving that amount over to their personal Schedule C where uh, self-employment tax is computed there. And so that's, that's one of the other options. If you were to ask the IRS, they would probably say, oh, we would really prefer that everybody pays a salary and does the W-2 thing. Uh, but we have uh, a number of uh, clients and, and you know, in, in speaking with other colleagues, they have the same thing where some people simply take sort of the shortcut, if you will, and they, they leave ADP or paychecks out of it, and they simply take that amount or they have their accountant take that amount and, and show it as gross income on their personal Schedule C. And so that, that really serves the same purpose as uh, going through the actual quote-unquote payroll process that you were talking about. Um, so, so really the bottom line is either way is correct. If you were to ask the IRS, they would say, well, yeah, we really would prefer that you do it with, uh, you know, getting you know, a, a W-2 and going through, you know, uh, making federal tax deposits and that, that kind of thing. Okay, two questions stem off of that. Um, sure. If I chose to go the second route, would I still make quarterly payments? Um, you would make oh, – And go ahead. W would I have to uh, establish in writing or something what my salary for that year would be, or could it kind of be what I'd choose it to be? Um, in other words, maybe I start out saying, oh, I'm going to pay myself $30,000 a year, but something happens and I need to pay myself more than that. Uh, sure. So I up it to 35000 for example. Um, like I say, would I continue making quarterly payments, and do I have to establish somehow what my salary is going to be to make the escort work? Uh, that, that's a good question. Uh, number one, it, 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 your, your salary, uh, in, in terms of what you want to have treated for, for self-employment tax, uh, if, if you're looking for a minimum amount, the IRS would, would, would look at that and say, okay, if you if you netted say two hundred thousand dollars, but you're only uh, giving yourself a a salary of say thirty thousand, they're going to say okay, you netted two hundred thousand. Therefore, is it reasonable to only show thirty thousand for self-employment tax purposes? Now, let me back up just a moment and and clarify that what I'm saying is the, the IRS is not necessarily going to look at your return and say hey, this needs to be changed. Um, I'm simply saying if the IRS were to take a look at your tax return and they were to, to see that you netted $200,000 but you only showed $30,000 of self-employment uh, income over on your tax return. So, so that's, that's basically the question. You, you asked the question, can you increase your salary if you need more? It, it's, it's not a matter of uh, you, you have to have a figure carved in stone. This is all your money that, that's free for you to take out. 
so so it's it's not as if you say, okay, I'm only going to uh, have a, a salary of thirty thousand, and that's all you can take out. Basically, what happens is that thirty thousand would be treated as self-employment income, and that would that would show up as compensation on your tax return, and then anything else that you take out, and uh, what, whatever the whatever the the remainder is that's that uh, that's earned by the the S corporation, that would flow to your return, and it would be taxed sort of like a dividend. Uh, okay, so, I'll get it, so, yeah. yeah. So so it, it's all money that's available to you, so you don't have to carve a figure in stone and, and say, okay, this is going to be my figure for, for the whole year. Uh, I mean, just like every business, uh, trucking, you know, whether you're a company driver or an owner-operator, your, your income goes up and down, and uh, you may end up having a great, great summer, you know, depending on what you, uh, what you haul or whatever. Or, or you may have a situation where there's an illness or whatever, and you have to take a little bit of time off. So, so obviously, stuff happens, and life happens. So, so we're not talking here about figures that are carved in stone or, or frozen in, in, in stone or whatever. Is that helping a little what? bit? Yeah, I, I actually follow you pretty well there. Um, Good. <laughs> of course, if I'm going to contribute – to uh, other retirement um, funds, IRAs or whatnot, that money that I'm contributing, that has to be income, doesn't it? In other words, I can't take my dividend and use it to invest in my retirement fund, my retirement funds, can I? Uh, it depends upon the specific kind of retirement plan that you have. Um, okay. Typically, and 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 you know, I, I don't want to go down a dirt road here, but let's say that you have. Uh, what's called a SEP IRA, where uh, basically you get to put in 25% um, uh, of your net self-employment income into into your uh, SEP IRA plan for the year. And of course, the next question is, well, okay, how is it that I know what my what my net income is going to be halfway through the year? And the answer is, you make you know say maybe quarterly contributions. And then what you are allowed to do uh, after the end of the year and your tax returns are being prepared, if you have made an excess contribution, then you are allowed a reasonable period of time to withdraw that or, or else make that contribution be for the following year uh, so that yeah. you're not penalized. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, number one, I applaud you for uh, having you know, a retirement plan set up. That's one of the things, quite honestly, and, and this, this wasn't one of the things we were planning to talk about, but one of the things that we do everything we can to preach to owner-operators and, and fleet owners alike is set a, start setting aside something, even if it's just $100 a month, to go towards retirement. Uh, because even if you do plan on having Social Security, uh, we want you to to have a comfortable retirement, not a retirement where you're just getting by. Uh, right. Part of what we try to do is is help drivers uh, even establish goals. Where if you've had one truck for ten years and that's what you're happy doing, then then that's what you should continue doing. But if if you're thinking, okay, I've done well with one truck, it's time for me to add you know one more truck or two more or three more or whatever. 
that's one of the other things that we love doing, especially with owner operators and men and women that want to grow their businesses. So, so I applaud you and, and I applaud all other drivers that are, that are starting to set aside money for their retirement. That is a very, very key step that you can do. Very okay, good. Um, I know Don is, Don is going to kind of try and tackle some uh, per diem questions for employee drivers, but I'm okay. of the frame of mind that any money that you're saving by not paying taxes on because of your per diem, possible per diem payment by the employer, I think the employee drivers need to be very careful and understand how they need to, to use that savings, not just go out sure. and spend it. You know, and I oh. hope you will touch on that. Okay, thank you very much for your time. Thank, My thank pleasure. you, Pat. My pleasure. Thanks for It's great talking with you. Thanks, Pat. Thank you, Donna. Okay, uh, we're going to open up to area code 404. Area code 404. I hope there's not a Hello. bunch of four. Hold on, let me make sure. No, I, right think here there's there's I heard it. I heard a beep. <laughs> I heard a beep. I don't know if that's me or not. If you can hear me. Yeah, who do we have here? Steve Steve Lewis. Hey Steve. Thanks for calling in. Hi, Steve. What's your question? Oh, well, my question was, um, I kinda got thrown off but listening to all this other stuff. I was like, wait a minute, what was I thinking? Uh <laughs> my question was to Dennis and, and he, he already you know, I already have a relationship with Dennis. But my How question is Steve, Dennis, it's great to hear from you. I'm doing good, sir. How are you? My pleasure. It's doing great. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, my question was, um, I ran into a situation where – I actually have two questions, but I'll start with this one. I ran into a situation where um, I had to get rid of some drivers because they just weren't productive. And so now I have five trucks and in which I drive one. The other four I shut down, and I've, I've discarded the drivers. And I'm wondering, is there any kind of break for me in that as opposed to my, my income is not what it was, but my expenses still are? How do, how, do I, how do I use that to get a break, or is there one? That is a good question, and, and we can definitely follow up on that. If you'll plan on giving us a call here at the office uh, just in the next uh, couple of weeks, we can get into some specifics. One of the okay. things that, that we will be able to do is, uh, and we sort of talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, we we can sit down and see what what additional costs are are still getting incurred or did get incurred relative to their leaving your your employment. And as far as those trucks are concerned, even though they are currently out of service, um, uh, you're going to still be able to depreciate them and take all of the other uh, deductions related to the trucks because. Just because you uh, laid off those drivers or, or fired them or whatever, uh, you're still in the business of trucking. And just because you have two or three or four trucks uh, sitting idle, you know, for for a temporary period of time, we want you to still be able to uh, take deductions for depreciation and whatever costs may be incurred right now in their upkeep. Uh, you know, just keeping them in good repair or whatever while you're waiting to get more good drivers to drive them. Okay. Okay, so so, so yes, we can we can definitely tackle that for you. And if you'll, like I said, if you'll give us a call here at the office uh, just in the next several days, whenever's uh, whenever's convenient for you, we'll definitely be glad to get into that with you. Okay. All right. All right. And I 
do have many more questions about that. Um, my okay. next question, my next question was, did did I'm not understanding the, or maybe I missed the whole thing because I'm always working. Um, the new tax law that's taking effect and that takes effect this year, right? Or last yes. year? Is that how that works? At- that uh, and, and I'm glad you asked that question, Steve. That it takes effect this year that we're in right now. It for 2018, so it's it okay. was not in effect for 2017. So whenever uh, whenever we prepare your 2017 return, it will be based on the old law. Um, okay. And so the okay. new law gotcha. takes effect for this year that we're in right now. So so we won't see the effect of it until we prepare your 2018 return. Uh, just about a year from now. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And right. as, as a matter of fact, if I can sort of go down one other dirt road, one of the big questions that we've been getting, Steve, is about uh, the uh, health care situation, you know, from, from Obamacare. And that is going to be going away, but that will still be in effect for 2018. Okay. Mm. And, and again, mm. this, this applies to everybody. It, it will be uh, eliminated um, at the end of 2018, so that one thing in particular uh, is still going to be sort of uh, in play, if you will, uh, for 2018. So, so there, there will still be the ACA penalties unless you have an exclusion or an exemption, I should say. Uh, so, so that one thing is still in effect for 2018, but it will be going away at the end of 2018. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, that one doesn't yeah. really affect me because I have the family sure. health care because I'm, exactly. I'm a sole exactly. provider for my household, so I already had. Well, you know already, but um, right. So by me being a sole provider, I have the health care, the, the the that in place already, anyway. So I guess that would bypass me. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, it is wonderful hearing from you, and I'll look forward to talking with you soon, Steve. Thanks, yes, sir. Steve. I'll see you soon. Thank Thanks. you. Take care. Take care, my dear friend. Okay, um, I'm going to open up area code five one three. Five one three. Who do we have here? Okay. Yeah, Kenneth. One second. Yeah, Kenneth. Again, I'm trying to get my headsets on for you. Oh sure, thanks for calling in. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I uh, had some questions. Also, I'm glad I got on this line. So thank you for it. I like to thank uh, Donna and Alan. Uh, I started you. trucking six years ago, and you've been an inspiration to me when I went into it. I had some deep questions for you as to having a felony and getting in the truck. You greatly helped me out. So now oh, I'm on to my. We're glad we could. Uh, Yes, and then now, now, did, did she pay you to say that? No, she didn't pay me at all. And you know, it's been it's been years I'm, I'm, since I did I'm that. I'm just messing with you, I and, promise. Yeah, yeah, it's been years since I did that, and I've been kind of like on the back burner, watching everything come across my email. Everything got to do with truth about trucking, and I saw this today. And I, I definitely got to be a part of this because I went from company driver, which I heard a lot about the third DM and all that to owner-operator within six years. And I'm looking at my last three years of uh, owner-operator, least done with FedEx. So okay. what I'm seeing and hearing here, I've already got the LST. I heard all that. I already got the article of ordination, all that kind of stuff done. 
while I was going into my own, you know, trailer and everything else in the future. But what Great. I've been doing with this tax thing, it's been the biggest thing for me. Um, I uh, One year, my first year, I went out owing like only 4000 Second okay. year, it was 9000 Now, what was happening was the first year I was able to get per diem, I was all over the road, Texas, Florida, you name it, New York. Uh, the second year, I decided I didn't want to do all that, you know. I was getting advice sure. from everybody else. Don't go where told that, stay south, all this kind of stuff. But I just wanted to see everything. So I did it all, went to New York, everything else. Now I decided to do a lot of local now. You know, okay. I went to other avenues. I got other certifications. Now that I'm doing local, I'm running into this thing I can't get for a deal. So I don't know if that's affecting me a lot on the taxes now. Also, I depreciated my truck the first year for sure. I heard you talking. I've been listening since uh, 6 o'clock. I heard you talking also about uh, how you can get a deduction on depreciation on your trucks. So you give me the impression that's yearly. But from the tax tax people that's been doing my taxes, they're not showing me that can be done yearly. Now, my first mistake was I went with an ordinary tax preparer out of Chicago. Didn't know the okay. Ohio laws. Okay? And I got screwed, sure. basically. So here I am now trying to hear all this on here, get all I can on these taxes. That's what made me get on tonight. And I hear a lot of good stuff coming from you, like even this Form 2553 to get over to the, uh, how you say, escort. Right, I right. talked about that. My biggest thing was when I signed up, do I go sole proprietor? Do I go LLC sole proprietor? Do I go, you know what I mean, as core or a corporation? So with me not having any workers for me right now, I was told LLC. So I went LLC. Sure. So my, my question would be how and if at this time would I know if I'm at the stage to switch over to S-Core? I would say very likely, and, and this is what I would tell anybody, and I appreciate uh, your kind words. Mm-hmm. What we're all talking about here in terms of the different types of entities, uh, we're speaking in terms of general terms. And yes. the, the, the best honest answer that I can give to you or any other caller that's, that's considering making the change is to give us a call and let us sort of walk through a, sort of a series of questions with you and determine does it make sense for you to convert from okay. whatever you are right now to an S-corporation. Um, we can sit here all night long and say, okay, these are the advantages and disadvantages of a sole proprietorship. Yeah. These are the, the advantages and disadvantages of this entity. So, so the, the best way to determine what's best for your situation if you would, is to, to give us a call, you know, sometime very soon, or, or you can email us, um, but, but give us a call or email us. And, what is that uh, number? Can, that's the, ah, that's the well, other thank you for asking, uh, and, yes, and yes. I can do it again later on. Uh, the, the number is area code 770-984-5555. That's 770-984-8008. Yes, sir. I got it. My name is Kenneth Ken. I will be calling you. Well, well you're very kind. 
And if I can touch on the question of depreciation that you brought up just a minute ago. Yes, um, yeah, and, I have and quite it, a few, so I will call you on it. Okay. Oh, okay, but great. As, as I'll definitely look for and, and, and depreciation. Uh, basically, there there are specific depreciation guidelines that uh, allow you to depreciate your truck over, say, uh, three years or five years, seven years, you know, okay. depending upon the situation. And you're even allowed to take accelerated depreciation for for the first year. Uh, so we can we can take a look at your prior year okay. returns and see. Number one, was it depreciated correctly? And number two, we can also see how much depreciation was taken so that we'll know okay. how much they forgot to take or just didn't take or whatever so that we can go back and, and correct that for you. Um, okay. so, so there are any number of things that, that could take place. Uh, we've, we've seen returns and, and, and you know, I, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but we've seen mm – -hmm returns prepared by the the corner franchise you know preparation offices you know, whoever it is and and again I'm not going to name names at all but yeah. but we've we've had the pleasure of finding tons of stuff overlooked and very frequently it is depreciation related yes. um, very often it's per diem related where mm -hmm. uh, and and Donna you and I were talking about this the fact that yeah. if you go into one of the corner Offices, they've never even heard what per diem is. They 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 yeah. glaze over if you say I had 275 days on the road. Yeah, and, and they go, you know, so what? Uh, and so so again, going to going back to what I said earlier, the fun for us in what we do is uh, helping you find all of those overlooked deductions, even if it was on a prior okay. year return, where we can yeah. go back and amend it. Uh, and find uh, find where some deductions were, were left off. You answered so, my so, yes. questions for sure. Well, well you're it. so very very thoughtful. I appreciate you calling, and we'll definitely definitely look forward to hearing from you when when you call. And and if, if it's okay, Donna, if I if I can uh, make this uh, sort of a an announcement to everyone, if it, it if anyone calls our office, be sure to say you heard us. On on uh, Donna and Alan's program, ask the trucker, and and okay. we'll we'll make sure you receive the very very best treatment and the very best service. We'll definitely look forward to hearing from you. Well, thank you for I calling, uh, Kenneth. Right? Yes. And thank, thank you for calling, You're Kenneth. And I'm glad we thank were you, able Kenneth. to help you in the past. Okay. Yes. I appreciate <laughs> you. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye now. See, Donna, are you there? I'm here. Yes. I'm actually um, I'm disappointed because he said you were his his inspiration, and when you know that that you had inspired him and you had you know helped him uh, progress his business, and when my my client uh, called just a few minutes ago, uh, he didn't say that I was his inspiration. So I'm kind of upset. <laughs> so, you know. Well, he probably you know, meant that. Um, <laughs> Alan was his inspiration because it sounds like um, they had a, a conversation about a situation he was in. Uh, in but um, I'm just glad that whatever it was, you know, it helped. Um, anyway, you know, I have a few more callers, and, and you know, they're jumping on the line again. Um, if you want to 
talk to Dennis, ask a question, or make a comment, um, click one on your keypad. Um, I, I do want to take a, a short break and uh, make the announcement for a big event coming up in in May. But I'm going to let uh, Desiree talk about that. And uh, area codes, um, let's see, uh, 251 and 319 uh, will be getting to you and whoever else um, jumps up uh, in the meantime. But Desiree, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, okay. I, I hope I, to yeah, I unmuted the... myself. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I wanted to make one, one mention, though, and I wanted to uh, reiterate what Dennis said. And Kenneth, I'm so glad he brought that up with drivers going to these big box chains. I know it's tempting to just walk in and, and get your taxes done, but as somebody that used to do those taxes, it, they do not know anything about truck driver taxes. They know how to do it a couple different ways. And you're probably losing a lot of money from being too eager. So I strongly encourage um, both company drivers and um, owner-operators to get help from somebody that specializes in truck driver taxes because you're probably leaving money on the table. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, it is tempting. People want to get it done. Well, you know, I'm sure they know how to do it and all that. But unless mm-hmm. you're uh, with a transportation uh, expert like um, e-trucker tax and Dennis here, um, you know, chances are you're le- going to leave a lot of money on the table. And nobody wants to do that because uh, especially truckers, they work way too hard and sacrifice way too much to leave Absolutely. even a dime on the table. And uh, <clears throat> I hope we do get to get to the per diem aspect of it and Desiree you're a trucker you know all about that and um, I I really want to get into uh, what some of the companies are offering and I just look at it as a way for them to benefit and and not the driver but um, well so go ahead if you wanted to um, tell everybody about the event coming up I just had a bunch of people just raise their hands and I just hope we get to uh, uh, get to everybody so um, but this is a very exciting event coming up in May, um, and uh, we were on it uh, last year. It was unbelievable. And, um, and before I say too much, Desiree, you go ahead or I'll just get carried away and start talking about it. Oh. <laughs> oh, I almost lost my signal there. Yeah, I'm in an in a area that's half spotty, so I hope you guys can hear me. Yeah, you but, hear, um, you yeah, the, uh, the lady truck driver cruise, this is our second annual cruise, and we moved it back this year to be a little bit further out in May. Um, this cruise is going to leave out of the port of New Orleans, and it's the queen of the road on the high seas. It's seven days aboard the Carnival Dream, and it departs on May 20th and returns on May 27th. Um, we're, we're tentatively planning like a get together, um, before or after we kind of had something informal on this cruise and, you know, we had a hard time, uh, parting ways after the cruise. Some of us got together after the cruise and we just had such a great time, um, being together. Nobody wanted to leave. Um, so we're excited that we all get to hang out together again. 
all are welcome, husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends, aunts, uncles, mother, sister, brother, kids, grandchildren, whatever. If you are bringing kids, um, they do have day camp for them, all ages. So you don't have to feel like, you know, you won't be able to do any stuff, nightlife. They do have uh, babysitting and kids camps for all the different age groups. They also have um, the rooms that have... um, uh, the, the rooms are based on double occupancy, but you can put a third or fourth person in there. And when you do, the discount is significant. So if you'll check out our page, realwomenintrucking.org, that's realwomenintrucking.org. And right in the center, it says 2018 a lady truck driver cruise, and it has the itinerary. We're going to be going to Belize which has like some of the best snorkeling in the world. Um, We're going to also be going to um, Cozumel and Tulum. Uh, They have a pyramid there that I've been to it before, and I just love it there. The water is gorgeous. Um, And uh, I believe, um, what's the other other place? I think it's Mahogany Bay or... Or something, and then the fun day at sea is when we have our workshops. Um, last year, we had the senior trial attorney from the EEOC, Jan Shelley, and she educated us on the prime discrimination case. We have those videos on our YouTube channel, Women Truckers Network, if you want to hear what she said about the details, about what the EEOC learned about the trucking industry, how they're really lackadaisical on their training. Even post-CRST um, sex harassment case, hardly anybody's doing any training. So we learned a lot from her. We learned a lot about um, Ann Bailey's upcoming book, and Ann is joining us again on this cruise and her book is going to be published by that time. I wish I had the title of the book right now and I don't, but she great gave a great presentation and we had so much fun with her. Uh, Bitsy Gomez's um, uh, daughter came and accepted her award. They're going to be joining us again on this cruise. We all bonded um, in a, in a way that we'll be friends forever. Uh, so we're really looking forward to this. Ho- Cheryl from Hawaii is returning. She's bringing some other uh, gals um, from Hawaii on this cruise. So we're super excited about that. And, of course, the Queen of the Road Awards will be um, during the cruise on the last um, part of it. Uh, we've got 22 nominations right now. And I hope by next week we'll be able to put the nominations out for voting. Um, the information to find out more about the cruise is on our website. If you're interested in sponsoring, there's information again on the website. You can contact me or Donna. And um, if I've left anything out, remind me, Donna. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. Well, I could tell you that um, for a week with all-inclusive meals and stopping off at yes. all the uh, places. Um, I mean, the, the, the cost is unbelievable. I mean, the basic is like six-something. And then, of course, you have some extra, you know, the tips and things like that. So it uh, And that's per double occupancy. Uh, but mm-hmm. you're, there's, you can't get that kind of value anywhere. And plus, 
have an event like this, and there is a lot of free time. It's it's not like you know you're going to have meetings every day and all day. There are uh, some uh, conferences that you're you're really going to want to listen to. I mean, they're enjoyable, um, but there is a lot of free time, and everybody really uh, has a great time. And like I said, the cost is just I mean unbelievable. If you you couldn't plan something with this kind of discount um, involved. Um, I'm trying to think. Right. Um, it, it's it's just an, an amazing event, and a, and it sounds like there's going to be even more people this year. Um, do you have all your speakers lined up, or are you getting some more speakers for this? Um, we haven't gotten them lined up yet, and we are planning a couple uh, more. Um, I would let's say personal development um, sort of things in our curriculum. Um, we're still working on the details of that. Um, I, we're not because this one has three day fun days at sea. The other one had two. Like you said, we will have more leisure time um, to like go to the pool and and have more ice cream and evening movies over the pool altogether. <laughs> some of the stuff of we didn't I didn't discover some of the stuff until like 3 days into the cruise that you know they they had first run movies at the pool and all the ice cream you, ice cream cones you could eat and pizza. So I would have been out there every single night if I knew that, but I actually went to bed early a couple nights because I go to bed early. Now I forced myself. But yeah, this one we're still working on the um, the schedule of events, um, but we will have more leisure time. We want to kind of get into the human resources. This tax area is really super important. How to incorporate going from owner operator, you know, from company driver to owner operator. We touched on it last cruise. We want to go into it more. Now that I'm an owner operator and I'm learning about booking loads and uh, changing my mindset that miles does not equal money, it's uh, booking better paying loads that go shorter distances and a lot of right. company drivers have never been introduced to that and a lot of owner operators do not understand the mindset of company drivers because they've never been a company driver and they don't understand that um, miles means money to them um, when in fact going on a load board and just not stressing out and being a little more strategic, looking at the hot market map, finding out where the good freight is and going and working in that market. You're driving less and making more. So these are things that I'm learning as a new owner operator and we want to share um, with uh, drivers and have workshops built around that to have a better business. And what Dennis is um, talking about tonight fits in just well with that. And Dennis um, probably could tell us that when you have workshops on a cruise, you might be able to expense some of its trip off. Dennis can probably tell us more about it. <laughs> <laughs> and well, honestly, after you after you mentioned that all you can eat ice cream, I may have to consider the cruise. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. You might. It might have to be a speaker on the cruise. 
That'd be awesome because uh, yeah, there's a lot of owner operators coming. For all you can eat ice cream, I may have to consider doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that was great. Pretty... So, well, anyway, um, we'll, you have we'll, to... we should be. Go ahead. Well, I was just wanted to give the website again realwomenintrucking.org and also on Facebook. Uh, there's, um, it's still under Real Women in Trucking, right? On Facebook, same name. Yeah, yeah, we have okay. a like page and we have a members only page. But you have to be a paid member to be in the members only page. And um, you know, we get a lot of requests to be joining it, but it, it is a members only page. We have given away some free memberships. Some of them compliments of Pat Hockaday, who was on earlier. Thank you, Pat. Um, yeah, Pat Hockaday, and that's Truckers more United. of yeah, we have a we have a, a big Facebook page, uh, but you know that could be just anybody. They're not really concerned. And if people really know our true mission and that we are advocates, we're not, you know, um, we're drivers. We're talking about driver issues. We get in, try to get everybody to get engaged with driver issues. Try to help you self help teach yourself, share knowledge, help each other out, give each other some information and stuff. It's not a corporate money hound machine. And we really are trying to get the drivers to um, get hands on. If, if this is a topic that you care about, you might not care about the topics that I'm most passionate about, but if you care about something and you want to learn how to fill out a regulatory docket and make comments, you can, you know, um, we will, you know, help you get the information. We can't carry everybody all together because we are working drivers. We run on a very, very small shoestring budget. But we've done some significant things this past year, bringing the first lawyer Q&A, bringing, um, you know, the EEOC lawyers to the drivers to be able to sit down and ask them questions. How do I file for um uh, sexual harassment or discrimination how do I find a good lawyer is this a valid um, you know complaint or grievance and and bringing them knowledge and and this show bringing them tax knowledge is right up our alley so we love it and thank you Dennis for being here my pleasure yeah. my pleasure well Dennis has a lot more work involved. to do <laughs> All right. he's got he's got some callers over here uh, waiting. I'm so glad they're they're still here, with their hands up. Um, thank thanks, Desiree. And Desiree, b- before I take the next caller, um, are you able to take phone calls? I, you know, I know you're 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 driving, but um, do you have like voicemail where people can call you back? I mean, you could call people back. Yeah, yeah, they can call me. I mean, it's a little hard for me right now because. Um, it's actually easier um, to call me and get a hold of me than send me an email. I have so many emails backed up right now, um, I, and I can't answer my phone calls right away. But my phone number is a public, um, obviously, if it's something that, you know, it's not. But whenever it's a woman that's in distress, that's a priority for me, and I will take those calls uh, over everyone else and do my best to direct them. Um but yeah, you know. But you could leave a message on Facebook or on the website also. You have a contact us form, right? Yes, there's a contact form. It does come to my phone. 
Um, it, it depends on the earth. I mean, we get a ton of inquiries about, I really like new people to go to our frequently asked questions section first before they call me or want me to. I know you go through this, Alan and Donna go through this all the time, where somebody, I'm getting into trucking, and can you tell me? Like, they want the shortcut, and there's no right. magic potion. Um, you you can't do that. So the, the FAQ, the frequently asked questions on our website, is stop number one. And if you haven't gone through and completed that task, I know you're not serious, and you want right. the shortcut to success, and I can't help you. Um, so I really encourage people, if you're, you're just getting in driving and you saw my YouTube videos or whatever, and, and you want the shortcut, the, the shortcut to me is to do the FAQ and then get a hold of me. Because and that's on Real Women over in that, Trucking. It's on Real Women in Trucking under the CDL student section, yes. And, okay. Um, and that's the way uh, we do it. And I hope Dennis could talk about company drivers because that's really, I started as a company driver in a low-wage carrier with the per diem. And it's a little confusing because we hear the per diem for the owner-operators and what we were get, getting before, um, the you know, $59 previous, and I guess it's gone up to 60-whatever. Um 63 and now the company drivers are not going to get it anymore but they still may benefit because their standard deduction went up but then you have these companies at these training carriers and some of the other ones that are telling the drivers paying them per diem it gets really the two the two are are different there's there's the ones where the where the company is um telling you you're paying less taxes but it's sort of a little bit of trickery yeah, it is and then trickery. there's the, the 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 per diem that the government gives you because you live out on the road. So I hope maybe Dennis can clarify some of that for us. Very definitely. Oh. Okay. Well, we're going to take another caller right now, area code. You've been hanging on a while. I know. Area code 251. Area code 251. Who do we have here? That is Christopher Davis, automobile. Hi, can you Christopher. hear me? Yes, we can hear you great. All right. Um, my question is on equipment. I'm on an operator here. And um, the question I have is what I'm understanding to be different for this year, used equipment and new equipment. What I've read and what I understand, and tell me if I'm right or wrong, please, is that okay. the purchase of used trucks and trailers now you can claim 100% of that deduction, however much you pay for it. And from what I read, it said this will end in 2022. And then in 2023, it'll do 20% a year until 2026, and then in 2027 it goes away. Can't do it anymore. Basically, um, my understanding is that you're absolutely correct, and, and if, if I can give just a little bit of background, uh, Christopher, um, what, what Christopher is talking about is what's called the Section 179 deduction for uh, equipment that, that was purchased. And, of course, uh, like Christopher said, you can either purchase new equipment or used equipment, and under the old law, uh, there were several depreciation 
um, uh, deductions or opportunities that you could only use for for brand new equipment. Okay, you know if you if you purchase it from a dealer or or what have you. And my understanding is that under the new law, uh, not only are you going to be able to take a full deduction for used equipment, but also uh, Christopher, I don't know if you were aware of this. They actually increased the the maximum amount that you can claim. It went from uh, a half million all the way up to a million dollars worth of equipment that you can take a full deduction for. Now, having said all of that, uh, that's not to say that you have to do that. Uh, one of one of the things that we love doing, particularly about depreciation, is working with an owner operator like yourself. And basically, we, we would draft your entire return except for the depreciation and let you know how it came out. And then we would sit down and say, okay, what, what are you thinking your income is going to look like for the next three or five or ten years? And depending on what you tell us, that's probably going to figure into what we recommend doing. And one of the things that we typically do, Christopher, is – particularly if somebody has had a particularly good year. If, if your income has doubled over what it has been for the last five years, then we're, if, if you've purchased a new um, uh, tractor or trailer, then we're probably going to encourage you to take at least part of that as uh, the Section 179 deduction. And, uh, again, you don't have to take all of it. You can use as much or as little of it as you want to take. And then the remainder we could we could set up to take as depreciation over, say, the next three, five, or seven years. So coming all the way back, I, I, I gave uh, a 10-minute a, a answer to a one-minute question, but, uh, but uh, that is the new law. You can now take uh, uh, those depreciation, those special depreciation deductions for used equipment as, as well as new equipment. Does that answer your question? Um, hold on. It does, but I have another question that's that that's attached that's basically attached to that. So just say you You go ahead. You net you net fifty thousand and you spend a hundred thousand in equipment. Okay. Um, your net is fifty thousand before you know, you, you put in the amount of money you spent with equipment. So that's sure. put you at a negative a negative fifty if you claim the sure. entire one hundred thousand. Right. Also, what I read is that you will be able to carry that negative fifty thousand until your next. You'll be able to carry it over for the, for the next year. Is that correct? Usually, uh, if if you have what's called a net operating loss, whether it's caused by depreciation or just uh, what we what we call a regular operating loss, you you just spent more money than you made. That's what's called a net operating loss deduction. And actually, Christopher, you are entitled to carry that back for three years if you if you prefer to do that. What what most people do is actually carry it forward. And uh, actually, you're entitled to carry it forward until you finish using it up. It doesn't expire. So so we've had we've had situations with with uh, a few larger companies where they would have a, a, a net operating loss that they would carry forward for 10 or 15 years, and it would still not be used up. So, so yes, you, you've obviously done some homework 
Uh, and and uh, so so yes, that is an opportunity that that you can do. And and again, going back to to what I was saying just a minute ago, <clears throat> you know, we would come to you and say, okay, well, does it make sense to go ahead and take the full depreciation this year? And of course, you know, just just like we said, if you do take it all, you're certainly entitled to do that because you're going to get to to carry forward that that net operating loss or what we what we call in our office an NOL for short. Um, uh, so you're 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 certainly entitled to do that. Does that help that a little bit? Yeah, it does. This last question, I'm done. That's okay. The, it's good talking to you, Christopher. Says, all right. The new another thing about the new tax tax laws tax law, which I didn't really understand this one, but it was saying something about the new tax law eliminate the the like kind exchange deferment like for capital gains on equipment purchases like Correct. rid of that it my understanding is it's not totally eliminated it's just um sort of severely cut back um uh, if you have a specific question and 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 I remember specifically reading uh on on that and I I uh I know there are some changes there uh, but if you have a specific question uh, regarding your particular situation, what I might suggest is giving us a call sometime soon, and we'll be happy to try to give you a little bit of guidance. But basically, the, the like-kind exchange rules have, have um, what's a good word to use? They've been narrowed down a little bit. They used to be fairly liberal in terms of what represented a like-kind exchange and what, pro what kind of property could be used. And so, so that's where the, the limitations have come in, uh, as, as I best understand it. Um, you, you've been doing some reading because that's one of the that's one of those sections that that doesn't jump out at you. So you or somebody has been doing some good homework. But but I appreciate you calling, and and if we can help you with that, definitely give us a call. All right, we'll do it. Thank you. Appreciate you all having a call. Thanks for thanks, thanks for calling. Great talking to you, Christopher. Thank you. Okay. Well, we've had a lot of great uh, uh, some diversity in our phone calls tonight. Um, I'm going to try to get to everybody. Dennis, are you are you, are you still ready? <laughs> I'm still awake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, Area code I'm just catching my second yeah. You know, I'm okay. good to go. Area code three one nine. Who do we have here? Candace. Hey, Candace. Thank you for calling. Hey, Candace. How are you? I'm good. Desiree, did you make it to Las Vegas? Desiree, you I there? Just, I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be right. there. <laughs> yeah, De Desiree um, knows who I am. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Um, so I'm a company driver. And I make 44 cents a mile. And this is where we dive into the per diem that we were talking about. 12 cents a mile of that is, is non-taxable, it's considered per diem. How are these tax changes going to affect my income the way we are set up? And this is probably the point at which um, uh, Donna and Desiree, we can, we can sort of look at the example that we prepared uh, as, as sort of a typical example, basically what's going to happen under the new tax law 
uh, Candace, uh, as, as you've probably been hearing, is that as a company driver, you, you will no longer be able to take a deduction uh, for your per diem, in, in other words, the $63 per day for every day that you're on the road. Uh, you, you will no longer be able to take a deduction for that. And very hopefully, um, the, the higher uh, standard deduction will, will more than make up for that. If you're single, uh, again, just sort of to, to redo the numbers, the, the new standard deduction for a single individual is $12,000. If you're married filing jointly, the new standard deduction is $24,000. And uh, again, here in my office, we looked at some extensive examples. And um, uh, if I can do a little shout out to, to my daughter, Catherine, who runs the tax uh, part of our office, she put together some beautiful illustrations and examples uh, that, that would help illustrate who it is that would win under the new tax law and who would uh, not necessarily win. But one of the things that I was very encouraged about, Candace, is that in, in the huge number of cases that we looked at, uh, the, the company driver is going to either come close to breaking even or will we'll actually come out ahead. Um, I, I don't want to ask if you're single or married, but in the, in the uh, examples that we looked at, uh, the, the particular fact picture, which is really fairly close to what you just said, the, the single driver came out almost exactly the same uh, from 2017 to 2018. The married driver, because of having that substantially higher standard deduction, came out um, $500 better uh, in 2018 rather than 2017. Okay, so, so one of the things that we've been hearing from company drivers is, good grief, you know, the, we're, we're losing the, the deduction for the per diem and all of the other expenses, but that, that substantially increased standard deduction is really, really helping in most of the cases that we're looking at. Uh, so um, if, if we can help you with, with your individual situation, we'll, we'll be very happy to. And again, so that number. Oh, no, I was just going to say the number um, to call Dennis uh, because I know a lot of people have have questions tonight. Because with each caller, you have more questions. Seven seven zero nine eight four eight zero zero eight. Go ahead, Candice. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's all right. So with these changes, are the companies going to have to start not? Doing the per diem in the pay. Um, if I understood your question, that uh, um, you're, you're talking about the company discontinuing the per diem. Yeah, well, well, they have to discontinue doing that because mine is I make 44 cents a mile, but 12 cents of that is not taxable. It's considered per diem. Right, and and you just asked one of the questions that has been scaring company drivers ever since the new tax law came out, and I'm so glad you asked that question. Your company is totally free to continue uh, paying you the per diem that they have been. So, so where we're talking about the change in the tax law 
it only relates to the taxpayer. In other words, you, the company driver, uh, in the sense that, that you're no longer allowed uh, to take a deduction for your per diem and other road and trucking expenses. It has nothing to do <clears throat> with the trucking company that you drive for. They are totally uh, able to continue paying you that. And one of the things, um, one of the things that, that Donna and I have talked about, and, and actually I've talked with a with number of people about it, is the fact that what we see happening with a number of companies is that they seem to be liking the idea of decreasing the cents per mile and replacing it with a non-taxable per diem, which sounds good, but what's happening is that it's giving you, the company driver, a lower um, uh, income level so that uh, you know, whenever you get your W-2 at the end of the year, it's going to show a lower amount there, which means two things. One is you're having less paid into the Social Security system by your employer. And secondly, and, and this is part of what really irritates me, is if, if you go to apply for a loan, you're going to have that lower W-2 where you, you know perfectly well you continue to receive the same amount, but you've got this artificially lower W-2 which, yes, that's good for the company, but it, it penalizes you, okay? Do, do you see what I'm saying, Candace? Oh, yeah. Interestingly enough, my, I pay uh, Social Security and Medicare and all that stuff on the full okay. amount, not, and it's only my federal taxes that are reduced. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and basically what, what – what I would love to see happen, uh, and I'll, I'll explain this in just one second, what I would love to see happen is to see trucking companies add the per diem on top of what they're already paying. Absolutely. You know, so if, if, if a company is not currently paying the per diem, then they should add it, even if it's not the full amount. And, and one of the things that I'm hoping that, that larger companies will, will see is that the, the corporate tax rate for big, big companies, you know, like the trucking companies, has gone down under the new tax law uh, from 35% to 21%. And, you know, whatever you think about President Trump, he and Congress uh, have said that they fully intend for this huge reduction in corporate tax rates to be used by companies to assist their employees and to grow their companies and to invest in, in machinery and equipment, which of course truck drivers have to haul, thank you very much. Um, and so I'm hoping that will happen. And, and so, you know, I, I know it still is just, just now out of the blocks and so forth, but I'm hoping very, very much that companies will see that they are going to have massive tax savings, you know, from, from the reduction in, in tax rates, so that they will gladly uh, respond by uh, giving you drivers uh, what you have needed and deserved for a long time. Okay, I, I, I don't mean to raise my I don't mean to raise my voice, but that's just something I feel strongly about. <laughs> and um, Alan and I feel the same way with the driver shortage and the truck driver wages not being uh, increased for over thirty years. Uh, this is a perfect opportunity for them to show goodwill 
So if you're making, say, you know, 45 cents a mile and they want to add another 10 per, uh, 10 cents a mile mm-hmm. uh, per diem, they can take the benefit of that. Am I correct, Dennis? Of that's that's that. exactly correct. They get to deduct it. Okay, and, and in that situation, can. yes, right. you're, you're absolutely correct. So that that's what to me creates a true win-win for everybody. The the your employer wins and you win. Okay, and I'm and I'm that hoping would show great goodwill and to show that yes, this fourteen uh, percent reduction that the corporations are getting. Uh, just like Congress and the administration said would be passed on to the employees, well, this exactly. is one way they can do it. They can keep your miles the same, your cents per miles, and then throw on another ten cents per diem. Now that could could increase retention and hiring. That they're having a terrible uh, problem hiring people, basically because the sacrifices don't match the uh, the wages, and it's been Absolutely. that way for a well, while. You need to get Absolutely. that out to them. <laughs> well, yeah, so you should be making your 44 plus another 12, uh, Candace. Absolutely. That, that's our opinion. Oh. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> well, well, thank you All so right. much for, for calling right. in tonight. Um, oh, thank you. you. Have, have fun, you, Desiree. Candace. Okay, <laughs> thank you. you were going to meet me there, Candace. girl. <laughs> What's that? I said, wish you were going to meet me there. I wish yeah, I, I was, too. Meet you I'm, there too. I'm, I'm, stuck. I'm, I'm, I'm in Kansas waiting for the snowstorm to come in. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, okay. Get out of All there. Right, thanks, Candace. Uh-huh. Bye. Okay, we have one last caller. I'm going to try to try to fit fit them in before we have to close down. Area code 216. Area code 216. Who do we have on the line? Hi, this is John Sharon. Hi, Don, did you say? Yes. Hi, Don. What's your question? Okay. I'm actually a newbie out here on the road. We've been on the road for about six months. And uh, I am an independent contractor. So I'm not actually a company driver. I'm not – I don't know if I'm technically an owner-operator or not. I don't think so since I'm being – since I'm actually using somebody else's truck. But my question is – actually, I have two. The first part of my question is, since I'm new to this, how do I go about – now, we've been keeping real tight track of all our money, all our expenses. How do – what do I need to do? as far as making sure that I'm not overpaying in my taxes and just going about the process in the right way, being our first time doing it? That is a very good question, and congratulations, by the way, on becoming a new trucker. Uh, if I can, If I can sort of go down one more dirt road real quick, one of the things that, that we love here at eTrucker Tax about what we do is Getting to getting to help and assist some of the most wonderful people in the world, and uh, one of the things that I have felt for so long is that truck drivers are are the individuals, uh, and, and you're literally the glue that has held our economy together 
for not, not just going back to the last recession, but long, long, long before that. And when, uh, when I was growing up, uh, and I won't tell you quite how old I am, but <laughs> truckers were held in extremely high regard. They were respected and honored and appreciated. And what one happened? of the things – exactly, exactly. One of the things that, that we love doing with, with all of our clients and, and people that are not even our clients is, is showing you men and women the love. And, and, and I, don't, I don't mean anything inappropriate, obviously, but, but showing you the honor and appreciation and respect that you have deserved for so long. And so, so God bless you for, for what you're doing you. and, and know that, that you are appreciated for the sacrifice that you put in. Um, very appreciated. Well, 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 you're very, you're very kind. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox and answer your question. But, but seriously, <laughs> that's, that's not just me talking. That's, that's what everybody here in our office feels. Uh, one of, one of the, the people here in our office uh, uh, talks with, with most of the, the folks that call. Her name is Sierra, and okay. she just loves talking with truck drivers. And and last night, uh, my wife and I were at dinner. We were at a, at a Mexican restaurant, and Sierra texted me and told me about a truck driver that she had just gotten off the phone with. You know, this was like 6.30 last night, and she was telling okay. me about the truck driver's situation and how much she just loved that driver and, you know, the, being able to, to help that truck driver. And, and it just thrilled my soul that she thought enough. To, to text me after work last night and tell me, you know, how excited she was for us to be able to work with that driver, and and that's that's kind of who we are, uh, and and what, whatever your situation, whether you've been driving for one month or for one century, you know, or one decade, whatever your situation is, we we want to be able to to help you, men and women, because you guys are the ones that are sacrificing, and we appreciate all of you. Well, not to cut you yeah. off. I appreciate that very much. We've been driving for six months. Okay. Uh, and we've revenued around a hundred thousand. Okay. So we want to make sure we don't overpay in taxes. Right. We've been keeping real tight books. Certainly. So we just want to make sure that we're going about this the right way. And my, I'm gonna go ahead and throw my second part of the question in. Okay. Okay. Good. Say, we're out of Houston, Texas. Okay, good. We we want to find a a great, not good, but great CPA to deal with for transportation. And we want to know if, with y'all being in uh, Atlanta, is doing it outside the state better than doing it inside the state? Um. Obviously, I have <laughs> I have um, a, an interest in in answering that question one particular way. Let me go ahead and answer your first question, and, I, and then I'll definitely okay. come back to the second part. Um, okay. Basically, the the best way uh, to to keep uh, a good tab on your taxes, particularly maybe for the first couple of years when when you're still uh, uh, just sort of getting into the feel of everything is uh, keep up with your ex- income and your expenses on a quarterly basis. Mm. And 
at the end of each quarter, deduct all of your expenses and see what your net income is, and then make an estimated payment. Uh, and, and I typically uh, would tend to recommend 25% just to be safe. So, so let's say just for the just for just for the sake of numbers, let's say <clears throat> let's say that uh, for the first three months of this year, January, February, and March, let's say that you grossed twenty five thousand, and that you had expenses of fifteen thousand. Okay. Okay. So that would leave you a net income of ten thousand. Okay. Uh, okay. So what what I would recommend then is take that ten thousand, uh, take twenty five percent of it, which would be two thousand five hundred dollars, and use that amount to make an estimated payment with the IRS. And then, basically, uh, as it says on the back of the shampoo bottle, rinse and repeat for the second quarter, and then the okay. third quarter, and the fourth quarter. And if you do that uh, for, for all your quarters throughout the year, then uh, you may still owe a little bit or, or you may have overpaid just a little bit. But, but you're, you're not going to be too far off either way if you do that each quarter. And honestly, depending on what you're hauling, Don, you may have a quarter where you have no net income. You, you may gross, you know, uh, let's just say you grossed $10,000 for the second quarter and you have expenses of $10,000 or even $12,000. Maybe you had to go into part of your profit from the first quarter. <clears throat> In that case, okay. you would not be required to make an estimated payment because you had no net income. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so start doing that each quarter uh, and, and that will at least Put you pretty close to where you should be when tax time next year comes around. Okay. okay. Um, okay. Let me answer. Let me answer your second question. Um, we've had the privilege over the last 25 years of working with uh, trucking clients in literally every state. We even had a trucker in Hawaii one time, uh, but. Um, one of the things that has been a joy for us is to literally get to work with, with trucking uh, clients, whether company drivers or owner operators or fleet owners, literally from coast to coast. Uh, okay. And so, um, uh, as a matter of fact, I was telling you just a minute ago, the, the, the driver that Sierra was talking with last night, uh, I believe he uh, may have been from Minnesota. Uh, but we, we have clients that are in California, Washington State, Oregon, uh, New Mexico, Texas. We actually have quite a number of clients that are in Texas. We okay. have a lot of clients throughout the southeast and in New England and in the Midwest. Uh, so as far as we're concerned, we love working with, uh, with uh, truck drivers, whether company drivers or, or owner-operators, Literally all over the country, uh, and, now, and I, I know, know about this. Now we do we deal with Quicken Books, uh, okay, employee Quicken Books. So perfect. And we also keep all our receipts itemized. So how exactly would I go about you know dealing with your company being in another state? Perfect. 
and 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 you've told me all you need to by by simply saying QuickBooks. Uh, so literally, if you were to call uh, this coming week, as a matter of fact, you may well talk with Sierra um, uh, and tell her, do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, Don, tell her that uh, that we had the, the pleasure of talking uh, here on Ask the Trucker. But um, uh, she will give you the details. But, but basically, we, we make it very, very, very simple. Uh, and efficient for you, and and honestly, we make it fun for you and for us um, uh, to get your information to us. Uh, probably in in most cases, we don't even have to get your receipts unless you just want us to review them for you. And particularly since you're already using QuickBooks, then you're very likely going to have everything summarized very very comfortably, mm -hmm. so that so that we can do that by. Uh, fax and email and and all of that kind of thing. So that will okay. that will actually make it much much easier. Um, sometimes sometimes we do have someone that is um, uh, uh, just high tech challenged and and I'll be honest with you I'm probably one of the people that's included in that group <laughs> and and they're not they don't they don't summarize anything and they just literally send us boxes of receipts and you can certainly do that but the fact that you're already organized and you've got yourself set up very very well uh to use QuickBooks that's going to make it uh, easier for you and honestly less time consuming for us uh, to, okay. to be able to help you so that we can actually spend the majority of our time cutting your taxes rather than, you know, compiling receipts and putting them in one stack for fuel, one stack for repairs, one stack for tires, one stack for insurance, and one stack for permits. Uh, so you're you're already on the way to, to being very, very well organized. Okay, great. Um, but, but, yes, a, definitely give us a – Yes, absolutely. It's uh, 770-984-8008. Right, 770-984-8008. Okay, great. And one other option is... Um, uh, if um, uh, if you don't want to call, you can actually email us. You can go to our website, which is etruckertax.com, and just go to the Contact Us page, and, and you could email us back and forth that way. If, and, and some people work better with email. Um, mm -hmm. I know sometimes I work better with email. So, so either of those would be, would be, totally, would be totally good. Uh, so you can call us at 770-984-8008 or just go to our website, which is etruckertax.com, and go to the Contact Us page and let us know that you uh, heard us on Ask the Trucker. Okay. Thank you very yeah. much. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Well, it was you great so talking with you, Don, Don. And, and best wishes to you. Hey, yes, thank absolutely. you. Thank you very much. I would definitely My be pleasure. We'll hope to hear from you. Oh, yeah. Definitely will. Wonderful. Take care and be safe. Hey, thank you. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye -bye. Well, I'll tell you, we've gone over the two hours, which 
I mean, it went so fast. Um, yeah. Everybody, everybody is still on here. We've only out of everybody. I think we've only lost three people in two hours. So I think that's pretty good. Oh my good. goodness! Yeah. So I, um, I didn't I mean, run them off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it, it. It's a lot, a lot of good information, a lot of good questions, and and great answers. And uh, it's it's been a wonderful show. Uh, now we are going to put up the replay. And um, even though we had so many on the live call tonight, um, most of most of our listens are through the podcast. So um, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a, a great replay. Uh, a lot of information. We're going to try to get this information out to everybody. Now the replay is going to cut off at the two hours because um, that's just the way Blog Talk Radio does. Sure, it. sure. But uh, but. Most of this information was within the two hours, so I mean, I think we only ran over like two minutes of it. But I, I want to. I think you're that wise. Yeah, I, I really want to thank you uh, for spending two hours of a Saturday night to um, educate our audience. Um, we really appreciate it, and I know they do too. And they're still listening. I'm looking at the switchboard right now. We're not losing anybody. Um, but, but, but uh, thank you, guys, you so much. You you are so thoughtful. It's been a pleasure getting to visit with both of you, and and especially with those incredible men and women that are out there sacrificing day in and day out uh, to get the load delivered on time. They're spending time away from their families. I'm again, I'm preaching to the choir here. You know this better than I do. Uh, and yeah. and those are the people that mean so much to us. And well, I think that's we where give we get the passion for what we do. I think we well, should give you're them so a hand. Thoughtful. I love I it. That was that. great. That's <laughs> uh-huh. my favorite part. And, uh, and thank you, Desiree. Um, I, I really appreciate you at the last minute coming on and helping me co-host. The show, well, your thank your your expertise is so well valued, and um, I'm glad you got to tell everybody too about the event coming up in May, because I I try to do it in during our shows, but I can't do it um, as well as you do. So one well, thank more. Thank you before, so much for inviting me. Oh yeah. So Dennis, for everybody who's listening um, on the switchboard and also um, through the internet, um, one more time that web address and phone number to contact you. Um, I really appreciate that. My pleasure, and thank you for your kind words. Uh, you can either go online to our website, which is e trucker tax. Dot com, and just go to the Contact Us page, uh, and you can email us your situation. You can ask questions, and we will be very, very happy to respond to you that way. Or, if you like, you can simply give us a call at 770-984-8008. And do us a favor, if you wouldn't mind, and be sure to tell us that you heard us here on Ask the Trucker. Absolutely. Don't forget that. (laughs) 
Okay. And Desiree, before you go, I know you're busy and you've got a load and everything, and um, just so people can uh, reach you, um, uh, you want to give them your uh, contact info, your website? Uh, uh, the, the website is, um, well, Dennis, thank you very much. You uh, you really answered a lot of, what a lot of great questions, so and I know there's so many so many more that that a lot of people didn't get to ask. So I get. I hope we get to hear from you again. Um, with I regards to real to women you. in trucking, good, good, great. Um, our website is realwomenintrucking.org, and uh, there is a contact form uh, there if you need to get a hold of us. Our like page on Facebook. Um, my cell phone is five six one two three two. Nine one seven zero, and I will call you when I can call you. But that's how you can get a hold of um, um, us and me. And um, we have some big news coming out this week, um, and we'll be putting it on our Facebook page. So I know uh, look out for that. <laughs> you, it, my it, it was filed in. <laughs> it was filed in court on Friday. And um, we've joined in a case with the nation to unseal some documents in the sellers versus CRST case and um, let the public uh, see what's been going on there. So uh, it's not public information yet, but it's going to be public um, real shortly here. Awesome. So that's all I could say. Yeah. Well, well, I'm glad you said it because I've been just – chomping at the bit here um all right well thank you both thank you both so much um what a great show it was uh we'll be putting the replay up soon we can send you the embed code you can put it up on your website Perfect. and for everybody who's listening here tonight um I, I can't thank you enough uh the lines were full and i'm so glad you got to listen to this information um, we'll put the we'll put the replay up on Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and um, I just started on Instagram, so we'll try to get it up on there. But if you can share it with people who can um, get this information, I know they'll appreciate it, and uh, we'll appreciate it also. So uh, thank you, everybody, and uh, till next time. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. On behalf of Alan and Donna Smith, AskTheTrucker.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Ask the Trucker Live. I'm J. Michael Collins. Until next time, drive safe and thanks for listening.
tried out or run the ring. Another shot of truck stop coffee as I run in through his veins. This world turns on 18 wheels, thank God we can depend on brothers of the highway.